to Good Morning Comrade, goodmorningcomrade.com. We have a Thursday show for you folks. What's going on? We got Robert on the show. What's up, Robert? Hello. Hello, everyone. It's How nice you to doing? How talk you doing? to you again. Pretty How's okay. Yeah? What's yeah. going on? What's what's up in your life right now? Um, let's see. I don't know. Not much. Um, gosh, dog. I'm trying to think of anything of note. I'm still on twitch.tv. Yeah, check uh, us out on Twitch. Playing a lot of Flight Simulator right now as we speak on Flight Simulator. Excuse me, I sneeze. Bless uh, you. Right, I know, right? I couldn't turn the volume down and fly this plane. <laughs> but, uh, Don't right crash it. Go, yeah, Robert, Robert's on the uh, uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator lately. It's been just sort of like taking some tours through. Uh, if, you're, if you're watching on Twitch, you can watch him doing that. Uh, and also uh, Monday through going, Friday uh, morning. West to, um, going Key West to uh, Tampa right now. Just a quick yeah. hour and a half. But go ahead. Good yeah. for his plug, ADHD. Plug, plug um, and then you could also check us out on um, YouTube, youtube.com. Uh, just search Good Morning Comrade. We've been doing uh, Monday through Friday shows. Uh, I believe we're going to be having a couple of guests come on that I'm going to be reaching out to. Hopefully we can, uh, kind of regularize that process. So I'm not like always talking to myself or just talking to Scott or whatever. You know, I love to do interviews. Talking to me, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's boring, right? Just talking to the same people all the time. Talking to me is hella boring. Mm-hmm. I don't know who listens to this mess, mm-hmm. but God bless you. I probably just, this is probably just pl- played in like, mm-hmm. you know, CIA black sites. Yeah. Get people to just snitch on each other. I don't Probably, know. you know, the people on um, the people on uh, Parlor are listening to it and planning how to stop us. Oh, it wouldn't be hard. Yeah. Um, now, hopefully, now I see you're flying a little Cessna right now. Hopefully, yeah. you end up a little bit better than uh, your boy Elon on his on his uh, little rocket takeoff from today. Well, that was crazy. Like you showed me the Elon flip rocket. It was like it's like the the rocket equivalent of one of those like dogs that would bark. It looked like it was kid, like a, yeah, and then it would do a flip like those <laughs> little toy dogs. It was pretty cool though. But then it like blew up like the Challenger. But thank God nobody's in there. Yeah, like, it was a, it was a drone rocket. But it, it's very funny. So that's three in a row for old Elon. Um, so he's been launching a series of like Mars rockets. I don't know like particularly that much about them. But it's always very nice to see, you know, when somebody decides to. It, it was actually pretty cool from the perspective of so this rocket that um, Elon Musk launched today from SpaceX, uh, and like all this, I mean, obviously more than Elon Musk, he himself didn't do anything other than fund the thing with through government contracts, mind. So your tax dollars paid for it. Um, but anyway, uh, it was what he's. It was almost like a uh, like watch me do a ollie sort of situation, you know. Like I'm gonna do some skateboard tricks, and yeah. so the point of this rocket was to like blast it up to a certain like height. I'm not exactly sure, 
you know, what they were going for here, but they wanted to simulate a re-entry as well and in a landing. So what ends up happening is this rocket just blasts up really, really high, and then it does a backflip. And then the, the, the idea of it was to sort of kind of catch it with these rockets on the bottom and land it like standing straight up. And it, it looked for about about two minutes after it landed, like everything's fine. It's perfect. Like this is genius. And then it just exploded into a giant fireball. Which I well, love. that's I a, love you it. know, the thing that surprised me the most was you showed me that thing off the, like the SpaceX feed or whatever, and they yeah. didn't even show it blow up. Yeah. Two different feeds. That's the other oh, thing. We watched one on the SpaceX feed and we watched one on like CNET, which is like a, you know, tech company or whatever. A tech like yeah. news outfit. I think it's run by CBS. Um, um, that's the place you're going to download stuff. We used to run download.com. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they got bought up by they got bought up by big money though. Mm-hmm. Um, but like big media, I think it was CBS that bought them, but I could be wrong. Um, anyway, like both of those feeds that they had just like completely cut it off and just made everything look like it was a perfect success after it was over. And we had to find a streamer who was like watching it live and like had live. He was like, he like, he was react anding to, uh, Elon Musk's rocket taking off, which also, what's that guy's name again? I know. We should every shout day, him out. every day astronaut or something like that. Every day astronaut, I think. Yeah. Shout out to every day astronaut. That was pretty cool. Uh, we need, we need, we need, you know, we need, we need independent, uh, space media to keep Elon Musk accountable. Shout out to this guy, everyday astronaut. Give him a like yeah. for delivering the realness. Like, fake, subscribe. Of, this is the real news. We don't have, news. we don't have to deal with any of that fake news from Elon Musk. That rock, dude. That was crazy. I haven't seen something like it. It's cool because he's super rich. Um, so I'm not worried about like, oh, all the money got wasted. It's cool because I got to see an explosion because, um, I like explosions Yeah, and it's also rule. cool that like nobody was on it. So that way, you know, cause it's just a rocket. So nobody died. So it was just, a, just a big win, a win all around. Yeah. In, you get to see opinion. a, you get to see a space, you get to see a rocket do a backflip, which is pretty mm-hmm. awesome. And then you get to see it explode, which is just, it's just like icing Absolutely. on the cake. Absolutely. The only thing that really um, kind of pisses me off is that, you know, this should honestly, this should be NASA doing this stuff. Yeah. Like NASA should have a, a huge budget where they can like make rockets backflip because we're going to have a new scramble. Like the new scramble for Africa is going to be in space. Yeah. I, I, I didn't pick, I picked, I said scramble for Africa, not for any kind of like geopolitical, like, you know, but just that's, that's the thing I think of when it's just like a huge space with, a bunch of like untapped natural resources. Oh yeah, and all the empires in the world are going to try to go after it. I mean, That's there's already like there's already like moons, like certain moons of Saturn. I think Europa is one of them. Perhaps yeah. maybe I'm wrong yeah. here, but that's one that's supposedly like extremely rich in in mineral resources. And you know, yeah. like as soon as we can get through Mars, like oh yeah, there's nothing good on Mars. We're going to keep going <laughs> and try and find as many. You know, I mean that's what capital capitalism does is it just sucks you know places dry and people dry and so why would the, why why would intergalactic capitalism not do the same thing on a, yeah, on a mean, planetary in the same level? world this would be a huge like communist effort like between mm-hmm. you know worldwide communism and socialism just to get up there and like harvest the 
and harvest space for like you know all of mankind, but it's not going to be because we already live in a dystopian hell hellscape, which is yeah. only getting worse every I'm, day. I'm almost like uh, like I could see in my in my mind like as soon as we discover aliens, like Don Jr. and uh, Don Jr. or the, like the Jimmy John's guy uh, are gonna all go like big game hunting together. And just try and bring uh, aliens' head, <laughs> you know, just to oh, put it on their wall. They're not gonna know. That's not how it works, dude. You don't think um, that's gonna I, happen? Absolutely not. I am fully on the um, Carl Sagan, uh, Stephen Hawking um, train of if aliens exist, which obviously they do because the galaxy is so huge. Uh -huh. um, if but if if sentient life out there exists. We don't want to meet it. Well, okay. So I guess it's a question of who finds who first, right? Like if we well, have we're the technological... Unless there would have to be such a such a technological breakthrough that like corporate interest isn't going to be... It would literally take... To do something like... Okay, because you know I'm a big fan of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. To do something like warp drive, like to go faster than light uh, one time. Uh, one times faster than light, it would take a huge international, like global push. Like one corporation is not going to be able to like do that, mm -hmm. like pull that off. And we're not, we're not equipped for that. So we, we'll never find them first. Mm -hmm. They'll always, they, they would find us. Oh, what if it's like a level of intelligent them. life that's like the equivalent of, of like, lar like large game, like lions and stuff that don't have like high level technology? Well, we, that's I what mean, I'm thinking about. But we wouldn't like. But I'm saying the technology that we would have to produce mm -hmm. to find that private, like capitalism, can't pull that off. That's like, true. It's just not going to like, because it, by its very nature, it's going to be closed off. Mm -hmm. Like think about okay, and I, and people are like, that's crazy. Like capitalism has to produce the iPhone. Like okay, <laughs> yeah, so let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Think about World War Two. The reason why we were able to get a jump on nuclear technology is because we employed Jewish scientists from Nazi Germany, from from everywhere. You brought them so in. So we, yeah, we opened and, like, and also spent just tremendous amounts of money, only like like levels right. of money that only states can do. So you've got exactly you you see what I'm feeling here, and so these other countries like a Japan, like a like a um, like this like the Axis powers like Nazi Germany, where they literally thought nuclear nuclear science was Jewish science and they didn't want to and they didn't want to even hear about it. And then you've got a closed off society. Think of like them as a corporation, if we're thinking like a cyberpunk model um, of Japan, you've got a closed off society in Japan, which doesn't want to hear anything from anybody, then they could never pull that off. But we did a full like all hands on deck, you know, every we're doing gasoline rations, we're doing food rations we're like recycling yeah. rubber to make time and that's how we were able to like catch up and beat the access powers so without that kind of effort like we're, we're never going to be able to push out into space far enough or, for, or, to or find even, something before it can find us oh and and also i mean if you want to talk about world war ii i mean like like more than anything the idea or the sort of prog progression at least from from the perspective of specifically and i don't want to like necessarily glorify the military side of this but but the idea that like the, the the you know soviet army was able to go from you know fairly you know significant land uh 
but disorganized land group to you know essentially the strongest army in the land army in the world uh after being like sneak attack sneak attacked yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it, it, it's sort of like very very because because there was a lot of the you know and i don't want to like I, I don't want to like get too much into the details, but because uh, there's a lot of like inhumanity, and I'm not like like going like Stalin was. That's what I was gonna say too. Like, I'm not gonna be I like Stalin was good or anything like that. And then yeah, you can say it. You can say the Soviets won World War Two. The uh -huh. Soviets because because they did, but they had a different thing going on. To where our thing was when in World War Two when it started when we were attacked uh, by the Japanese for doing an oil embargo on them and not letting oil through. Uh, to them during wartime, when, when after they attacked Pearl, mm -hmm. and we declared war on them, we had more horses in the in this country in our army than we had tanks. Yeah, same and in so Russia. So we same had in, to catch up like techno technologically. Mm -hmm. uh, the thing the Soviets had going for them is one, the terrain. Yeah. Uh, two, they had a, a nation of people who looked at the they looked at the Germans as um, liberators. But then once they, you know, they Certain got there and they, found, they found out that, hey, uh, these people think of us as second-class citizens and want us all dead, uh, they got that uh, that idea out of their head. And then um, also you had Stalin who was just like, oh, you're all going to die to the last man. The only way to the only way to go is forward. Oh, and critically, so also, forward. critically also because of the, you know, part of part of the thing, too, is that industry in, in Russia was sort of, you know, concentrated partially at least – uh in the east i mean in the west rather mm -hmm. and then they, they, since there was this um you know centralization they were able to break down put everything on you know factories and stuff you know equipment on trains and ship it ship it to the east all the way to where you know there would be an attack blast <laughs> yeah so have you ever watched um Oliver, Oliver Stone's uh, History of the United States. Oh, yeah, History I watched that one a while back. Yeah, he does a really good job of talking about how the Soviets won World War II, which they did. Yeah. Um, or you, can, if you don't want to sit through that, you could honestly, the last good Call of Duty game, uh, which is uh, Call of Duty World at War, when you play like the Soviet campaign with uh, Gary Oldman, mm -hmm. that game does a lot to like, it really, it really shows you how the Soviets like pulled they yeah. they were pulling the majority of the weight in that war. I remember that that um that particular Oliver Stone uh, documentary, which I mean, like Oliver Stone is definitely kind of like a kook and a weirdo in a lot of ways. But I think that I he did it. a fairly different decent job on this. That he he did one of the big like one of the first um real sort of profiles of of Henry Wallace that I had ever seen. Are you familiar with Henry Wallace? Um. Is that the union organizer? No, no, he, he wasn't a union organizer. He was a... Uh, he ran for president under the Communist Party, right? Uh, it, it wasn't the Communist Party. It was... Um, so he I was a vice president under... He was a vice president under um, FDR, right? Uh -huh. And he was sort of like an Iowa guy, Midwesterner. And he... I mean, he did run for president. I don't think it was under a socialist party, but he is essentially like was like a, like it was a progressive party. Right. Um, but anyway, he was like extremely like into essentially you know getting the goods for you know working people from a very midwestern perspective. He was almost like a uh, like a like a wave of populist that came yeah. like after. Um, 
after like William Jennings Bryan. He was like a generation older than them and, and sort of seemed to um, kind of follow in that, follow at least somewhat in that tradition, just, just more cl like closer, uh, more closely in the proximity of government. Uh, he was accused of being communist uh, okay. for, for, for sure. And he may, I mean, he may have had uh, sympathies and, and that was what sort of like was part of what destroyed his career. Very interesting stuff. Like I'm obviously probably getting stuff, some of the stuff wrong, but it's really, um, you know, it's it, it's an interesting figure that doesn't get talked about very much in the U.S. Uh, unless mm -hmm. except unless uh, it's in like very specific select like lefty circles. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, a lot of my tanky friends talk about him all the time. Your what friends? My tanky friends. Oh, your tanky friends. Nice. I, I do. I have legit tanky friends. They're good. They're good people. Do they get mad when you call them tanky friends? I don't know. They probably might, but I don't look at them as like as a pejorative. I, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm more tanky than I'm more I'm more. I would say it all the time in this show, like I'm very authoritarian left, mm -hmm. uh, more than like most people I think are ready for. But I think that's a lot of my life experience too. In the military and stuff. But, yeah, yeah. It's just like no, this is how it is. Like follow orders, get the job done. I don't know. I, I'm I'm kind of like a, a little bit agnostic on a lot of, on some of that stuff. Of course, you're like even keeled. Like people, uh, that's why. Honestly, Jeff, that's why this show works. And I don't think it. I don't think we could. I don't think it works apart. Like you're doing. Like we could. We couldn't like be Good Morning Comrade apart from each other for too long. It would mm -hmm. fall apart because nobody wants to hear me like rant about shit. Mm -hmm. And then you're so like, well, everybody has the right to say what they have to say, and I'm like, fucking shoot him in the sun. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> Well, you know, it's yeah. like of, you were talking like I was, I was listening to the show this morning and you were just like, you know, Center of American Progress. They've done something. Yeah, it's a trash organization. And I, I commented they're a fucking laundering organization <laughs> for big business. Well, they Fuck were. Them. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're like, well, they do, you know, they do some things. <laughs> Near Tannen, though, specifically, and, and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to talk about it a little bit more. Uh, right. I just cannot get this out of my system. It's so good. They pulled her nomination uh, today. Uh, I think that's an update from last night, or did, I can't remember. That was yesterday. Was. I saw it at the gym. Yeah, just so good. So good. Love to see it, folks. Love to see. I just hate her. If I saw a good else, tweet. It said, like, it said her staffers deleted all those mean tweets for nothing. Yeah, that's true. Funny. That's true. She she violated her own principles to, uh, to and got nothing for it. Shame. <laughs> Real shame. Well, maybe <laughs> the good news is maybe she'll start tweeting again. She's one of the few people I think are like truly evil. Like she's like an actual bad person. And you'd be like, how can you say that? go on i mean she she did talk a lot about like how we should, like we should literally just like invade libya bomb libya and take all their resources well, like the she's, reason why she's truly evil is because okay in a like take like um like your average republican right mm -hmm. um your average like republican is like you know i want lower taxes um man i steep. Your average Republican, like, I think of like a Ron Paul or like a Rand Paul, um, even though they would consider themselves libertarians, whatever, they're Republicans. Mm -hmm. They believe what they're saying. Like, in their head, their logic, like, makes sense. 
right? When it fucking doesn't, but yeah. It doesn't at all, but I'm saying they believe it. Mm-hmm. You're attending these saying bullshit all the time, and she doesn't believe any of it. That's what makes that's what makes somebody truly evil. When you can like head an organization called like the Center for American Progress and think like, oh, you're and and hide behind like, oh, I'm I, I do this stuff for you know for people's rights and and for the Democratic Party to to take, but then you're obviously just a laundromat for corporate cash. Mm-hmm. Like that's what makes somebody truly evil. It's not even that they wouldn't they they, they like. They, they know do. when they're doing wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's no way you believe it. No, it's like Mitch McConnell like a, in a like similar a way. Cruz being like a fake tough guy. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's cold outside. Let's run to Cancun. Yeah. Like you are, you are a piece of shit. Like Ted Cruz is one I think of as like truly evil because it's the idea of just like when Donald Trump calls his wife like ugly and insultive, all this stuff. And then you end up because you want to be close to power like campaigning and making calls for Donald Trump, like only a truly evil person who's like, doesn't have any kind of a, any kind of a compass or pride mm-hmm. could like, like a star screen from fucking transformers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that kind of creature. Sociopath. Yeah. Can, ex- can do that kind of stuff. Mitch McConnell comes to mind for that too. Maybe, uh, you know, he, he's basically anything in the world to just get the uh, agenda of the corporation that he's, you know, that, that are his patrons to to back him, to, 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 to make them happy at the expense of any and all people. Like, none of that matters to him at all. That's just that's just an right. obstacle to getting what he wants. Like, Mitch that's McConnell sure. is, like, one of the great villains. Uh, Absolutely in the world, you know, in American history or whatever, in America. I mean, like, even, you know, to another extent, Obama's like that, too. You know what I mean? Eh, No, I think Obama, I have my own opinion about Obama, and I might, like, defend Obama a little bit, Mm -hmm. just because, like, I think it's the biracial thing. Um, Maybe. Yeah, and I think I might be even just biased on this, and it's because, okay, so a guy like Obama, right, like, a a biracial guy like Obama, Mm -hmm. I, I I feel anyway. I have no evidence of this. I haven't re- even read Audacity of Hope, but I feel like being like mixed myself, your whole life becomes in America anyway. I don't know mm-hmm. how it's in other countries, but your life is a whole like compromise. Yeah, like, your life yeah, is a whole sense, like yeah. how can I get the most people to like like me and like how can I like pass between these two worlds? So and it's work. It worked for him all the way up to the White House. And then he fi- he finally ran into people that didn't care that he went to Harvard. He finally ran into people who didn't care that he like can use a thesaurus. They just hated him for existing. And I think he could never wrap his mind around that. So he just kind of like always got like a chip on his shoulder and something to prove. It's not even a chip. He just looks he he just looks for like it's always to him like how can I make people happy? How can mm-hmm. I please them? So he he had to do a dance of. Okay, I ran as a populist. I won as a populist twice. Um, like Even though you didn't who are govern just as a populist at all. Don't like me, and then I also have to serve the corporate interests who put me here. He never took a stand and was just like, you know what? Like at one point, I have to let one of y'all go. I can't mm-hmm. hold all. I can't hold all these plates at once. Mm-hmm. I have to just say fuck you to like somebody, and yeah, he could right. never do that. So the person, the people who he ended up saying fuck you to, 
were, you know, <laughs> the working class, working class. Mm-hmm. He, he, you could see him start to pot like second term Obama. You could see him start to like it finally, like his shell kind of like it finally started to crack a little bit that people were just going to hate him. Like the whole like people cling to their guns and their Bibles. Mm. Um, after Sandy Hook, where he was just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah, he's like, I, 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 this is America. It's like they don't want to do gun control. I don't know. What, what am I supposed to do? Well, he's like, somebody who like, like, like might have at one point like thought the good things were possible, but like after he got to the point where he'd like gotten to the peak of the level of government that he would, or something like that, and he was like, oh, actually, good things aren't possible. So we might as well, you know, just. Like try not to. Yeah, I guess he's not a singularly evil character. I guess, but like, 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 I guess the thing is that he was like, he had a very, very sort of like fortress mindset in a lot of ways. Like he couldn't, um, like, like advancing the ball wasn't really an option. So basically, sort of like doing good for himself or whatever the fuck, which is like reprehensible morally. But I mean, I guess if you if you've limited possibilities in that sense, then. I mean, I guess the only thing you can do is look out for yourself. And it's just like the Democratic Party has been stuck in this mode because it wasn't a populist who like broke their losing streak, uh, you know, uh, of of their presidential losing streak. It was it was Bill Clinton and like triangulation. So like mm-hmm. the Democratic Party as a whole is still just stuck in that mode. Mm-hmm. And like he like Obama is a is a child of that. Like, you know, yeah. that's the politics like he absorbed. Of just triangulation yeah. and like how like trying to make everybody happy. The politics of Gen X, right? And that just doesn't work. It never worked. Mm-hmm. It's it's about amassing power and then wielding power and locking in that power. And I will say that until I die, until my heart stops beating, because it's the truth. And you don't think it's the truth? It's the the Republican Party does mm-hmm. every fucking time they're well, in power. Yeah, I, I I've been following. You know, I was saying this shit to Aaron. I've been following politics since I was a, a small child. I remember watching Little Baby Robert um, watching C-SPAN. I love it. I used to, I remember watching um Bush versus uh the the Bush and Dukakis debates. And okay. that's how long and you know what? This is the first time ever and I'm not claiming we have a political podcast where we talk about politics. Mm-hmm. But so I but I'm not claiming to know I'm not an elected official, never have been. I don't claim. Well, actually, that's not true. When I, I was elected for the, you were a delegate. The Bernie, yeah, I was a delegate, so that's not true. But I don't know shit. About, I never took one, you know, political science class in college, like the whole bit. This is the first time in my life. You want to talk about this minimum wage shit? This is the first time in my life I heard about this parliamentarian bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> I've never fucking heard this before. It just something that popped up, and Aaron was like, "Well, you know, like that's happened." And I'm like, "Yes, Aaron. We all know you're smart." You're you're much more informed than me, but like I think I represent like Joe Q public, like Joe yeah. Sixpack, who has an interest in politics, and I've never wa- I've never heard of this. All right, let's let's set it up. What the situation is here, just so that you know the people know what we're talking about. So the Democrats uh, in this uh, in this like reconciliation bill, this COVID relief bill that they're trying to get through the uh, Senate now. It, it's already passed the House. 
Um, they wanted to at least they said they wanted to include a fifteen dollar minimum wage, uh, and the part of the deal with this reconciliation process is that like one of the rules is that you know all of the all of the parts of this this bill uh, only for reconciliation, which only takes fifty votes and not sixty votes. Like the whole thing is ridiculous. The whole process, the whole reason that that you have to do all this bullshit is because you have a filibuster, which is bullshit. Like like the whole they get like one time a year where you don't have to get sixty votes. And the only thing that goes along with it is that everything has to be specifically associated with the budget. And the person that like has a completely symbolic or symbolic or advisory like decision to determine whether or not something is is um, is like budget related or not is this like Senate parliamentarian parliamentarian, right? And their decision doesn't really make any any meaningful difference because you can just vote whichever way you want. So I kind of have that set up, right? Right. And so like I mean, yeah, exactly. talk about like what you saw with like when the Democrats started talking about, oh, we better wait on the parliamentarian. We want to hear what they have to say on this. This is very important. Bullshit. It's just ways to like kick the I mean it's obvious like try to kick the can down the road and not be responsible and not want to govern. And the thing is that's again like the Democrats are gonna get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Slaughtered in the in the midterms. And the thing is I think they don't care. Mm-hmm. I think they don't want to govern. I think what Pelosi said is the is the state of the Democratic Party. It's great we have Trump because we get to fundraise off of him. I yeah. think it was mask off right there. And can you imagine? Can you even imagine what? You know, you might say, Rob, you're being hyperbolic. You know, this government, the gears of government are slow and they they move slow on purpose because that's what the founders oh, wanted. No, they, they move no, slow no, no, because no, no, no. they want the, every the, time the Republicans get mm-hmm. power and they want to do something, they do it. Can you imagine if they had a fifty plus one Senate right now? We we would have like slavery would be reinstated <laughs> and child labor again. You know, like they would do whatever the fuck they wanted to do. And the thing is, it's that they don't want to. And this kind of ties back into Nira Tannen, which I don't know his name. And I think what, what finally what broke the camel's back was that hero reporter from NBC in the press pool at the um, ask Jen Pataki. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, Joe Biden says he wants to fight his guts out for Nira Tannen. Why are you fighting as hard to get people $15 minimum wage? Mm-hmm. And she was a gasp, like somebody who just like, I don't know, snatched her pearls. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, I, bought, da, 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 da. I think honestly that question and that it made like the news cycle for the day was the final straw of like why the White House, why the White House made Nira Tandon uh, pull her name out. Yeah. And exactly. Because you know she didn't do it on her own. She's got no shame, obviously. Who's that? She would have uh, went, went out to the end to where they voted on and said no. Mm-hmm. She, she don't care. What does she care? She's got nothing to lose. Yeah. And no and no shame and no moral compass. So she's a scumbag. I mean, if you're if you're a um if you're a White House press secretary, your job is to lie for a living. Like that's just right. what that's just what you do. Do and that doesn't matter if you're a Republican, if you're a Democrat, if you're the Green Party, if you're the, you know, Spaghetti Monster Party or, or whatever. 
Um, yeah, I kind of liked her for a while too. I mean, because, uh, you know, she was handling like Fox news, like trying to be cute and, you know, she was being slick with them and that mm-hmm. was kind of cool. But then she, they hit her with that, uh, Hey, um, what's up with $15. And she just kind of lost her mind there mm-hmm. called the question irresponsible. Well, okay. What's irresponsible is trying to, is making people, um, have slave, you know, making people work for slave wages and not giving me, not giving people, uh, monthly or weekly payments in a time of a global pandemic. That's super irresponsible to where I can't even get mad at the states to our left and our right, Texas and Mississippi opening back up. I can't even be mad at them because if they, you know, I, I, if, if we were all getting paid by the federal government now to stay home, so to stop the spread of coronavirus, I could be like, Hey, y'all are insane. But I'm like, yeah, I guess, you know, people can't eat, you know, Joe Biden, goodwill. People need, people need money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we live in a society. Yeah, that's true. And yeah, I mean, the <laughs> art- articles and news stories have come. I mean, only one guy is, uh, I mean, well, it's not just one guy. I mean, you I want to check under Trump. I ain't got one. I ain't got one from Joe yet. Well, well, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that, like, I mean, Sanders is saying at least, you know, there's two senators that are uh, saying that they would support, like, for, forcing the vote, ironically and hilariously, you know, to to no one. Um, but, like, forcing yeah, a vote. It's not on, ironic, though. We can talk about that, too. But go ahead. But, like, force, like forcing a vote on on $15 minimum wage, which, by the way, like, the difference between the, the force the vote, like, on Medicare for all, which wasn't even going to, like, get a majority of Democrats, much right. less a, ma- a majority in the House. Um, it, it sucks that it's true. Um, but at the same time, I mean, like, the, fi- the $15 minimum wage, literally, you're pressuring two people to get it to, to get that through you exactly. have unions on board uh like seiu unite here many many others i think the aflcio might uh, don't quote me on this might have signed on to it uh groups like center for popular democracy dsa all support the 15 dollars minimum wage you have a lot of support for that and you know and for this for this specific strategy even and you know it, it just wasn't there for for medicare for all you know and the thing is it's like a guy named Joe Biden, who uh, who is now president of the United States, ran on that. So yeah. if anything, he should be getting those two in a room and be like, um, hey, uh, Kristen Cinema, I don't care if you do look like a geefling from uh, the Dark Crystal. Oh, what? Like a what? This. A geefling. What is that? She looks like one of them, cri- them creatures from the Dark Crystal. I don't know what the Dark Crystal is. What? It's that Jim Henson... Um, it's that Jim Henson like scary movie from back in the day, but uh, that was that's you know that was my attempted humor. But I'll show you what a geefling is. And I'll okay, show you I see what you're talking about. I see what you're talking about. I got you. Oh, you saw one? Yeah, I googled it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. All right. Cool. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, she looks goofy like that. She looks like an uncanny valley CGI character. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he should be able to get those two in a room and be like, "Look here, you're gonna vote for this." Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to be so isolated out here and we're going to primary you so hard and I will do it. I will come down there when it's time for you to get primaried. Yeah. You know what Joe yeah. Manchin looks like, actually? He mm-hmm. looks like uh, 
he looks like the like the boss, like the main character Ralph's boss from Dinosaurs. <laughs> Doesn't he kind of oh. look like that? Yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time. Like, and he wore like a plaid. Sh- no, he didn't wear like Carl wore the plaid. I know who you're talking about though. Yeah, that's what Joe Manchin I- looks like. He looks like the <laughs> the uh, he looks like the uh, the boss character from Dinosaurs. He's the Triceratops, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I know, I know my, I know my my Muppets. Yeah. I know my Muppets. That was a really good show. That was wild. That had like one of the saddest endings of all time. Honestly, they died. They died from war profiteering. <laughs> yeah, they died from like war profiteering and like literally like starved and froze to death. <laughs> oh my god. Re- oh yeah, they just all freeze to death. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <dude. laughs> Like this, this Jim Henson cartoon. Oh my god! Oh my god! That was awesome. That was you ever like, see like the awesome. um, the queer episode? Like they that show's so subversive. Where like Robbie, he didn't want to do the mating dance. Oh, that's right. And, and what what was the dad's name? Like Earl. He was like, "You're gonna Earl, do the mating right. dance." He's like, "It's just not me, Dad. I don't feel it." God. Cool. My also, mom knew that. Should have never let me watch that show. Every. So like every show from like that period of time, like yeah. and prop and through most of the nineties and through some of the two thousands as well, almost every single show was just like a family sitcom where the main character was the dad. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I mean, I guess that was through it was through the eighties before that. Man, that's really weird, isn't it? That that's like the main. Try tele- to think of some ones where the dad's not the the main. Facts of Life. I'm. Um, let's see. Facts of Life. I think good time. I think good times. I don't mm-hmm. think the dad was like. I don't think everything revolved around him. Yeah. I think he was there. Um, Alf. Yeah. Uh, Very well. few exceptions. Like like The Simpsons even was like just a Homer show that would have like side episodes. Oh, yeah. we have a Marge episode here. We have a Bart episode there. We have a Lisa episode. Oh, but like most of them were Homer episodes. <laughs> Remember, there was a show. Um, it was a show in like the early '90s. It was. It had like Mime Bialik in it, I think, as a little girl, like not Blossom. It was called My Two Dads. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah. We were gay, but the thing was, they were just like for some reason, it, they had to like take care of a girl. It was weird, man. But they were obviously like a stand-in for like gay parents. Like it was, it's so obvious. Yeah, it was like code. It was it was coded in. Like you had to fill yeah. in the blanks yourself. You can't count on me. I don't know why that theme song's in my head. It's so weird. Yeah. Such an obscure show. I was like too. I was too young to remember that particular show, mostly because it was so like similar to so many of the others. If you know right. what I mean. But then like. Like I would always remember the cartoons. I would remember all the puppets. So like dinosaurs would de- would definitely stick out oh, in my mind. That was must see TV. And the Simpsons would stick out in my mind. And and those were like the big ones for me when I was. It a was kid. on right after um, America's Funniest Home Videos on Sunday. Oh no! Not yeah, everybody loved that. Everybody loved the show America's where everybody got TV hit in the nuts. That was that was literally like all my balls from that Mike Judge movie. Um. <laughs> Um, somebody said I read it on Twitter. It's not my own thing, but they said uh, TikTok is just intergalactic cable from um, the. Oh my god, I can't think of the name now. I'm looking at the, the the the. 
I keep wanting to say Mork and Mindy. That's wrong. Rick and Morty. <laughs> and like, intergalactic, like TikTok is just intergalactic cable in real life. Uh, like the episode where they just watch like space cable. Yeah. Oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like that's what TikTok is. I'm like, they're right. Oh, my God. God. It's just like a bunch of unhinged people and cute animals. So, and, and you know what's really interesting about like that period is that mm. like that was like the last generation of shows before like you get your HBO like prestige TV. You know, you don't have Tales from the Crypt and you don't have um, like the channel that basically nobody has access to unless you're unless you're, you know, upper middle class. I mean, like like my family, we yeah. had we had one of those descrambler things. We, we, we kind of made it work. But um, I don't my know. Parents all that shit. Huh? They paid, my grandparents paid for all that. It was weird. Oh, nice. They had like they had like uh, MTV when it was like a la carte. Like back in the day, mm-hmm. like they just paid for MTV. It was weird. That's weird. Um, but yeah, I guess so. Uh, but I do miss HBO. I miss like HBO being wild. Mm-hmm. HBO. Oh, I mean, that was like where the I mean, the Sopranos came from. You know, that was what the, like the big like first major prestige programming was. You know. Well, yeah, and Deadwood is infinitely better than Sopranos, but whatever. I get wow. what you're saying. Um. But no, HBO used to be like what? HBO used to be mad trashy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It would be like Mr. Show at midnight, and then after that, it would be like um, like the craziest documentaries you've ever seen. Oh yeah, like, they would have like the the real sex show and stuff like that too. Not even like like softcore corny shit. Like, yeah, like, like corny that, porn. Oh yeah, not even corny porn, but like the stuff that sticks with me was there was a documentary called Life on Crack Street where they just followed like people addicted to crack around. What? Yeah, it's it's probably on YouTube for free now. Oh, but yeah. it's life, life on Crack Street and um like crazy exploitive like stuff, exploitative stuff. And the thing I remember was this guy was like addicted on crack. He's like, I need to sell something so I can get my crack fixed. He just walked into like a Walmart and just walked out with a with like a, a TV off the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked right through and laughed. I was like, wow. Um, Mr. Show's I, on on. I know they have. I don't know if it's like like oh yeah, official or whatever, but like like they have you know rips of videos from Mr. Show on YouTube. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got like whole episodes, but Mr. Show's on H. They put that on HBO Max. Crowd Jewel that wasn't on HBO Go. It's not on there anymore. Oh no, it is. It oh, is okay. now. People like complain. I, I was one of them. Like, where is Mr. Show? Like, what are y'all doing? Uh huh. Um. No, what else was on that there? Tales from the Crypt was really cool, though. I used to like that. The Crypt Keeper, like, like I don't know, yeah, something was very interesting about that because, like, it, it he was basically like the next generation of the like horror show host, if yeah. you know what I mean. Like, you know yeah, you how you have cool. like your your um, you know your your Elvira's or whatever or whoever it was that would kind of like take you to you know commercial breaks. Did you have a local guy? Like uh, we every, had yeah we like had Morgus. Had oh, you don't know about Morgus? Oh, Morgus, I forgot. Yeah, yeah we Morgus. had Morgus here. It was great. Yeah. We had in. Uh, he died in a couple years ago. It was yeah. very sad. It's like no, he died last year, right? Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. This year, no, last year, like late last year. He died before COVID, I thought. Yeah, but yeah, y'all had Morgus. Um, my when I was growing up, 2019, uh, he died. There was a guy. Um. In the Tampa Bay area, so Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, 
Um, it was Dr. Paul Bearer. You get it? Oh, like the wrestler guy. Yeah, absolutely. And he would like do weird. He would sing like weird, like horror theme songs. Mm. And he would have like Miss Invisible Tampa pageant. Yeah. The Invisible Woman pageant. So it would just be like a I love that bikini. Shit. I love that so shit. Good, That's dude. so good. <laughs> Every city had one, man. There's still a guy like that out there. His name is um, like Sven Gooley, yeah. If you don't, if you're like on the old people channel, yeah, like new TV or whatever, yeah, you need to have like 4.2 or something on yeah. your television dial. Oh, um, then I remember there was also uh, the guy on TNT, like Joe Bob Big Breaks yeah, or Joe something Bob like Briggs. that. He would always be the guy that would be the guy that would cut to break in the middle of uh, in, into a movie and he would just start saying, like, what the fuck's up with that thing? You know, like, I don't know. They, they always have these like wacky, wild comments. Yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great gimmick. Like, I cannot believe that that gimmick is gone. Remember? Yeah, it's like it was. Um, but back to like, or even like Mystery Science like, Theater was like that, too. Like they yeah, would have the played out dude, real quick. It became like a. I don't know. It Mystery Science Theater became like the office of the day. It became like yeah. a personality. And I was like, no, I don't give a fuck if you like that. You're not quirky that you like this thing. <laughs> like, and you're telling me like nobody's sitting there watching the whole fucking movie. Everybody's like, oh, this is great. Mm -hmm. And then within 20 minutes, you're like, okay, turn this shit off. <laughs> fuck all this. I, I, watched but, um, it. I watched it a fair amount. There were some very, very bad movies. But HBO, I'm going to lose my train of thought. HBO, like the lead in, it would be because we used to smoke the worst weed. When I was in high school, like the worst <laughs> ditch weed possible. Go to my buddy's house who had HBO. It was Tales from the Crypt, and then like after that would be like Spawn. Oh wait, there was a Spawn TV show or the movie? <laughs> no, the fucking the, the animated series. With, oh, with I Keith, forgot about Keith that. Keith oh my god, Spawn, I forgot about that. I remember the movie. I Todd almost McFarlane, forgot about that TV like, show the entirely. Lead in, he'd be like, "Hi, my name is Todd McFarlane, and I created oh. Spawn. He's black." Isn't it crazy? I'm a white guy and I drew a black guy who got burnt in a fire and now he lives in hell. Did you ever see? Uh, we're, we're kind of vibing here and I'm loving it. But did you ever see the video where um, it's like Todd McFarlane yes. is like doing a, uh, he's like drawing something for Stan Lee and Stan so Lee's just like ribbiting him the entire he's time. Shitting on it. He's just like, he's like, he's like, this sucks. He's oh, like, wow. that guy's, that guy's got, so got a lot of belt buckles. <laughs> Looks like a Final Fantasy there, kid. Final Fantasy character there, you know? Make sure you draw his feet, Rob. Like, like Rob, uh, Rob Liefeld. It was Rob Liefeld and Todd McFarlane. That's what it was. Because Rob, I mean, so so for those people who don't know, uh, we're getting into like '90s comics lore here, <laughs> which is like uh, it's one of it's 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 very funny to me because like the comics in the '90s were so coming off of like the 1980s, where like a huge the two like hugest influences were uh, Frank Miller because he did Batman specifically, uh, the He's Batman: The Dark Knight Returns, and also Alan Moore. Who did? He's a witch. He he is a witch. Uh, he did uh, he did do some Batman. He did some Superman, and he also did Watchmen, uh, which is like a legendary comic, like like must read type stuff. And it was this sort of like actually like like specifically more. Uh, I mean, somewhat for for Frank Miller, but they were they they were like the people that changed comics from like kind of a 
you know, sort of a silly thing into like a like, like a much deeper sort of like brooding mood. And then in the 90s, it just went like overdrive and you just get that plus like jacked up like muscly characters with guns and stuff. <laughs> if you're a young buck and you're watching this, just imagine comics in the 90s. They were like, there wasn't just Marvel and DC. There were like 50 different weird offshoot like <laughs> janky comic studios. Everybody looked like John Cena. Every character was Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. Every character was the edgiest edge lord of all time. Yeah, I remember going into the uh, comic book store and I didn't read a whole lot of comics. I, I actually like messed a lot with like baseball and football cards, but yeah. it was like a, a store for both, right? Oh, and like he had comics all over the wall, and I'm just like, those are all the same picture. <laughs> you know? right. Now, ah, this guy's named the Savage Dragon, and he's green. Yeah. <laughs> he's totally not the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that shit was jank. No, this isn't the X-Men. This is the Wildcat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 90s were a wild time. Jake, yes, there's Cadillacs and dinosaurs for you. But it wouldn't even like even the mainstream comics though would would do that kind of stuff. Like when you would you would just sort of like see these like edgy characters thrown into into DC and Marvel too. And that was also, gosh, we're kind of like jumping from thing to thing here. But I also was like like young enough to remember when they had started doing they won the like '90s X Men show. Yeah, of course, it's on Disney Plus right now. The old Batman, the animated series that is rated by TV Guide as one of the uh, one of the fiftieth best uh, television shows of all time. Yeah, and then they also <laughs> had, and this is with Stan Lee, the the block hour of Iron Man and the Fantastic Four, which was which just sucked. like incredible. Oh, it sucked. It <laughs> I remember that with like all like the D like the X-Men comic in retrospect, the yeah, comic, the X-Men cartoon is garbage uh, in retrospect, but it was like, I don't know, like eight year old me was like, holy like, shit. Like Wolverine is the coolest dude of all time. And, and also yeah, yeah, yeah. like Cyclops is such a chump. I remember the X-Men. There was an X-Men cartoon before that. It was like a double cartoon thing where mm -hmm. like Wolverine for some reason had a um, Australian accent. So maybe that was like foreshadowing that like 30 years later, Hugh Jackman will play him in a movie. I don't know. <laughs> but it was weird. I have to find you a clip of that. It was really weird. Yeah. But yeah, we were just so happy to have like, the, like that was anyway. like time, time stopped, dude. When the X and that, when that show came on, like every kid was just like, did you watch the X-Men? And yeah. Like, yes. And now I, I'm like, this is garbage. Yeah. This is great bunk trash. It just does not hold up. But we were so happy. We were so happy to get it. So happy to get it. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. In the nineties were such a bad time. Like there was like a whole like you thought the Bitcoin. You thought Bitcoin was like like a bubble. You thought the real estate housing market was a bubble. Let's talk about the comic book bubble. Well, people thought they were going to become millionaires by like hoarding comics. Oh my god! That's when that not just comic comics book bubble. <laughs> Proceeded the Beanie Baby bubble, baseball cards, bubble. football cards, all that oh, shit. Lord Jesus, I remember People like you would have oh, you the, the, they would have like the book. I can't remember what they called it. It was like a book that would say like, "Well, this is the value of that card in you know mint condition, and that's it, oh. in great condition and good condition, fair condition, yeah. etc." Like they would have, I can't. What were those books called? Do you remember? 
Um, it was like a guy's name or yeah. something. But like the one for comics was Wizard. Yeah, Wizard. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, it was like, and then they, so DC killed off Superman, and everybody thought that was going to be so valuable. But then when they forgot to tell everybody that they printed off like a zillion billion copies. <laughs> <laughs> no one cared. You could fill. You, could, you just like could fill. A, you could fill a Grand oh, Canyon with dude. with copies of that shit. <laughs> Incredible. Comic books were gonna be valuable. Holy God. Yeah. Uh, no. No. Didn't happen. No, didn't happen. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to read about what Batman was up to in the Silver Age. Especially when I don't know. You can just buy an app now and just read yeah, that crap yeah, if you comic, want to. You know, that does suck, though. Like, I don't know. The, the Like, I like the idea that you can, like, see and read this stuff anywhere. But, like, there is something to holding the floppy in your hand and reading it, though. I don't know. There's something still kind of cool I mean, cool it's just, it. like, I rather, honestly, I was never a comic book kid. Mm-hmm. I was a... Um, I think even back then, like our attention span was way too short because I was never like, oh, and next month, you know, and, and next I'm like, oh, boy, I can't wait till Squirrel Girl number 86 comes out and I'm going to be in line at, at my local comic book store. No, like but I am like a, um, a graphic novel, dude, like just give me a whole story that I can just read through. Yeah. Like I You're have like my bookshelf guy. is just full of graphic novels, like just full. You know, but I'm not going to, like, read a comic book from my... Like, what is this? So what am I, my granddad reading the funny papers? Nah, I, I, I got them. I, I would definitely them? I would definitely go month to month, and I would, like, read them, like, read them again right before comic book day, before the release and stuff, like a nerd. No way. No way. I still have some, like, limited series uh, up in my attic. I have... Yeah, a pretty... you think they're worth something? No, I don't think they're worth something, but if I want to go back and read they, them... You think they do... I mean, if they, gotta, if, if, if I thought they would be worth anything, I would wouldn't put them in my fucking attic where all the, all the silverfish are at. Got them sealed up. No, I mean they're in they're in little they're in little baggies, but they're not like like taped or anything. Like if 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 I open them up and they're just like all chewed up, I won't be that sad. I don't know. Like I do like the I, I do I, I don't know, man. It is it is kind of cool to have them, but like never I never like looked up a price of a comic if you know what I mean. It's just right. whatever. No, it does kind of suck that like they've just been mined as intellectual properties now, and yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's what kind of sucks. But I mean, what do you want? I don't know. Like, eh, kids aren't going to sit down and read a damn comic, you know? They're playing mm. Fortnite. It doesn't, those pictures ain't head. moving. Yeah, well, you know, whatever, dude. That's weird. Like, even yeah, like these kids are yeah, they're they're building forts at night. They're not trying to read this. That's just one of them things. It's just it's look. Just if it's not game. a video game where you can kill somebody, then they're not gonna. Yeah. Fucking, they're not gonna deal with it. Or yeah. like, I mean, I know the kids when I was uh, and when I was teaching last, they would play like a lot of Roblox type stuff too. But I don't know. Do they really? Do they play Roblox? They I asked did. my little brother about still Roblox. Do. I don't know like shit about stupid. it. They're supposed to have they're supposed to have an IPO pretty soon. That's why I'm like Uh-oh. interested in Roblox. I don't know how cool it is anymore. I don't I don't see the kids like I used to. So yeah, I don't know. The kids loved Fortnite though. Oh my god, they fucking love Fortnite. They, and put, that- they put Ellen Ripley in like 
the Xenomorph in Fortnite. I mean, if, if they can make a buck off of it, they're going to do it. These kids don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, yeah but yeah, their parents dude. do, and their parents are the ones that have money. You see? I tried to play that shit one time, and I was just I like, never, what, uh, what on earth? You building stuff? I'm like, I just get to shoot somebody. I just want to shoot somebody in the face. Yeah. I don't understand it. I was never very good at shooter shooter type games anyway. That's just not for me. I can hold my own. Not bad. Hmm? I said I'm not bad. Yeah. I can hold my own. I'm always like middle of the pack. Yeah. So I never get embarrassed. Not like a Wings of Redemption slash Dark Side Phil. Mm-hmm. You know, no. getting make excuses to everybody that I'm garbage type guy. Yeah, I just okay. I just don't play them that much, and I never really liked them that much. So anyway, 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 uh, it's time to nostalgia wrap it time. Down. It's sort of like free association uh, exercise. Uh, so Robert, uh, tell them about what you got coming up on Twitch. TV. I am interested, honestly, in starting. I think I just have to sit down and actually do it. Um, I'm flying to Cessna and I'm flying all around Florida right now on Microsoft Flight Simulator. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to research like famous drug runs and then like kind of go over them in, in stream and then recreate the drug run. Hell yeah. Um, I think that'd be kind of Make it fun. happen, you know? Yeah. Maybe you could like get some like uh some backstory maybe you get some little some role play or something involved you know absolutely absolutely good times make your own fun you know uh-huh uh and then over at youtube uh just search good morning comrade uh we are continuing uh our daily series good morning comrade uh we are uh well as of release day i believe i'm gonna have a friend of mine on tomorrow blanca estevez oh, uh, oh cool yeah, my friend uh, Blanca Estevez. She is a uh, she is with DSA in no- Northwest Arkansas, uh, and she's also on the National Political Committee of DSA. So uh, it'd be great to have her on. She's the best. She joined. Um, she actually joined us with DSA New Orleans uh, with some of our uh, election coverage, uh, which was super fun. Uh, she's the best. So uh, definitely check that out. YouTube, just search Good Morning Comrade. Hopefully we can mm-hmm. get that URL uh, soon. But also, Robert, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Comrade Morning. Find me on Twitter at Eminent Prof. And support this show by uh, donating to our Patreon, patreon.com slash goodmorningcomrade. Uh, anything else on the way out, Robert? I'm missing anything? I don't think so. Yeah, All just... Right. Uh, Come by and check out the Twitch channel. We're trying to grow that. Yeah, twitch.tv. You folks, uh, Comrade Morning Radio. Or no, twitch.tv slash goodmorningcomraderadio. Yeah. All right, folks. uh, Love you. Bye. Take care.